0: Welcome to Rugby Don't Read Into It podcast. That intro is in Dutch. I don't have any Dutch listeners, but if you're from the Netherlands and you come across this ever, you're welcome. Um, your language is nice. I like it. Um, it doesn't compare to French from last week because I don't, I don't have any Netherlands listeners. But if I did, and if I do in the future, and they listen to this episode, they'll know I'm on their side. They'll They'll look back and go... Wow! This is a podcast I want to listen to more, especially since he speaks my native tongue. But I want to get straight into this episode. I want to talk about what I've been watching this week, and I've been re-watching a show I watched as a little child. Not, not a little child, like early teenage years. The show Merlin. And listen, listen, this show is, is very quality. Colin Morgan, uh, Bradley James are very, very good at being the Sorcerer Merlin and King Arthur. But The thing that I want to talk about the most in that show is how useless the guards are. There's like Camelot guards guarding everything. Every time there's any intruder, they're dead in like one second, I mean, a sorcerer could look at them and they just die. The sorcerer wouldn't even like cast a spell or anything, they'll just fall over and die. Oh, and if they're guarding the prison cell? If a pin drops from like a million miles away, they'll be like, "What was that?" and walk over to it and guess who's going straight to the prison cell, the person that distracted them. That the show is such a well-written show, but the guards are the dopiest people in the world. How in the heck does uh, like an M&M falling off the table would distract them? If a feather fell from far away, they "What? We better go investigate that," leaving the door to the to the jail wide open and then they go inside of the jail and the jail cell and they're talking the main character is talking to whoever is in the cell and they're talking real loud do the guards not have ears either (laughs) it's ridiculous and it's hard to watch the show when you're like oh my god the guard is so bad there are no good guards in camelot yeah and you wonder why everything goes wrong there in the show it's because the guards don't guard anything they guard nothing if i'm telling you you could, like, whisper right in their ear and they'd be like, The ghosts are speaking to me. I need to go investigate. It's it's bad. <laughs> the guards are bad. The only badly written part of that show are the guards. So if you watch that show, pay attention to the guards because they don't do anything. They are worthless. Absolutely worthless. <sighs> Just like my opinions in high school. Which brings me to story time. I, it's a little earlier than this time. It's usually the mid the mid-episode classic but I have a feeling I'm going to ramble about this one for a while, and so I'm going to start it now, and as you heard, uh, this is one from me in high school again, my senior year, actually, my first semester senior year of high school. I'm a sophomore in college for for, um, reference. This was two years ago now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, My high school wasn't very good at football. We had a few good seasons, but really couldn't piece together anything significant especially in the playoffs we only had one playoff wins which is definitely attributed to a star wide receiver that we had and a lot of people from that high school listen to this so I don't really want to say the high school name on it I don't know if I ever said it before but I'm not going to mention it again because I don't want to like offend anybody from high school that's listening to this but we weren't very good at football um and I was primed especially in my final two years of high school of uh, following and covering that football team which meant live tweeting and just writing stories it was not as in-depth as md in i can't speak today but it was not as in-depth as um what i do now but it was something it was a good start anyway i was immature at this junction in time as i'm sure most high schoolers are i was very immature but you want to maintain an impartial an impartial like presence for journalism at all times, even if you're writing for the school that uh, you're, you're you're writing for. So I wrote for my school's newspaper. I had to stay impartial for the most part because the readers know you're going for that team. I mean, you are the writing, you're attending them. You don't need to be biased in any way and you don't need to show your disappointment or that you're upset with anyone. Um, and the story kind of stems from that i've gotten good at it with north texas um there are some slip-ups to where i may celebrate a play which you shouldn't do if you're writing about the team but it's hard not to do. i'd say that's my hardest thing to do in journalism that you got to remain professional and not be a fan which is real real hard to do and you know i'll go to a few football games as just a fan this year just so i can get that out of my system but um i'm saying but i'm um a lot today i'm sorry uh Basically, I was in charge of tweeting the most integral part of the season. Kind of ended on a really bad play, any chance of making the playoffs. So basically, the situation, I'll paint it for you. We are playing a rival school, and if we win, we go to the playoffs. If we lose, it's over. So with a one-score game, the game looks, you know, in reach. And we have the ball at the five yard line. Our quarterback rolls to the left, throws a, a throw, throws a throw, throws a ball into triple coverage. It is intercepted by a man who now attends the University of Oklahoma, was a huge prospect in high school. He intercepts it, returns it for a hundred and two yard pick six. I'm in disbelief. It's a cold night. I take off my gloves and I throw them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm about to, I'm about to tweet a banger. And so I tweeted, and this is a quote. I tweeted, the Falcons playoff. my team was called the Falcons. I can say that. The Falcons playoffs hope die on an abysmal throw from the quarterback's name. Okay, that was incorrect. I shouldn't have done that did it was incorrect I shouldn't have but the thing is is that I tweeted out what I thought was the throw bad yes was I incorrect to tweet it yes and then a couple of fans uh came at me and I was like listen I reported 40 plus games for this team I know what I'm talking about and that was pompous and I shouldn't have said that either but keep in mind here I'm 17 years old I just watched my high school get thwomped and our, our playoff chances get destroyed. What do you expect me to say? Maybe the word abysmal was not well. Maybe saying the name of the quarterback was not correct because it wasn't. I'm not going to sit here and act like it was okay because it wasn't. But here's the thing that, that gets me. The quarterback's mother responded. Which immediately, to me, would be embarrassing. Like, imagine you're, like, an 18-year-old quarterback and your mom is in the trenches fighting to, for you. I mean, shout out to his mother for being a good mom, but uh, that, that's a little embarrassing. And so I, I, I said all this on, like, the regular school account, and so I I go to my regular account, I'm like, people are attacking me for being correct. His mother finds my Twitter account. She finds my Twitter account. And she, and she says some more stuff. She's like, well, your tweet was incorrect. I'm like, okay, it wasn't incorrect, but it wasn't right. I didn't say that to her. But it's, it's just like, this is a bigger lesson. That I shouldn't have said what I said. Was I incorrect? I was not. It was a bad throw. Abysmal throw. Um, but should I have said it? No. Should his mom have attacked a 17-year-old journalist on social media? No. That that shouldn't have happened. Uh That's that's embarrassing. That's a bad look for anyone. And plus the quarterback never said anything to me. I mean, what was he going to say? "Hey man, don't don't say that I I threw a bad pass." <laughs> yeah, but the thing is is that I had a responsibility to report the game correctly, and I did, but I abused that power. And there's no doubt about that. But I learned from it. Let me reiterate this, and this is to all the parents and older people that attacked me at the time. You are wrong for attacking a 17 year old reporter. I was 17 and you're acting like I just said the whole season was his fault. I said that was a bad throw. I said that the Falcons playoff chances died and that it was a bad throw, if you break the tweet down bit of bones. I was correct. It was a bad throw and it ruined the the team's chances. They lost that game. So, attacking a, a younger journalist, if it would have been anybody else but me, they would have probably been disenchanted by it. I mean, it's sad, but it's the truth. And it's not something I wish I would have done, but it's not something I wish I wouldn't have done. And And what I mean by that is that It was a learning moment for me. Um, It was not something I'll look back on and regret and feel like I did anything that really ruined my reputation because I didn't. And I just don't feel like, especially kids, deserve that kind of criticism for a tweet for anything. Because when you look at the grander scheme of things, my tweet was from the school account which was called Sportsnet, that same sentence, in a nicer said way, was put everywhere. Everywhere. Everyone knew it was a bad throw. Everybody reported it was a bad throw. And I'm not trying to defend myself in that situation, but I am saying that I got more backlash than I expected or should have gotten. And, you know, I think the (laughs) funniest... I can't even say this without laughing. I think the funny thing is that I also did commentary for basketball. And the quarterbacks, I, I don't know why, but his parents were always there. And so I would be commentating, and his dad would just look at me and stare at me the entire basketball game, trying to intimidate me, I guess. And I don't get intimidated. I've talked about that before. I just simply don't get intimidated. And so he looked at me intimidated. I'm like, is he supposed to be looking at me? One time I was wearing a teal button up. And the teal button up is one that I also wore in my profile picture on on Twitter. And so his mom and dad are there. And they keep looking up at me. Because where you commentated was above the the home stands. And so they kept looking up at me. They kept looking up at me. And I went, what what are they looking at me for? So I, I squinted. They were looking at my Twitter account and going, I think that's the guy that, that talked about our son. That's the man. There he is. Reed Smith, the menace. Reed, the menace, Smith, <laughs> is up there commentating games. What does he know? He said that my son's throw was abysmal. What does he know? What the hell? He should be fired. Shout out to episode six. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, they kept looking at me, and I'm like, what the hell, bro? This is three months ago because I this was in January of 20, I guess, 2020. And I had tweeted what I tweeted in October. So they held on, his mother and his dad held on to that grudge until basketball season started in January. I mean, if you got that much loathing in your heart, then I feel bad for you. I get defending your son, but uh, trying to intimidate a a uh, 19, well, I'm 19 now, a 17-year-old kid, don't recommend it. I really don't. It's not cool. And that's about all I have for this story. Man, that's one that I, I like talking about, but I also hate talking about because I feel bad for the quarterback, but his parents are abysmal. Yeah, abysmal. But I'm going to go ahead and move on to my next topic, which is my expectations for Arsenal. Uh, As I move into my new dorm tomorrow, Arsenal will be playing their first home game, uh, well, their first game of the Premier League season. I expect nothing. I expect a fifth place finish. There you go. Quick Arsenal thoughts down to quick baseball thoughts. We're doing quick thoughts today because story time was long. (sighs) Rangers and they just keep losing to the Mariners. And you know what? Uh, I could have shortened that sentence. The Rangers, they keep losing. Quick baseball thoughts. Uh, The Weeknd is a better artist than Michael Jackson. Let me delve into this one. I've talked about it a few times in my life. I think I've talked about it on here. Tell me could could Michael Jackson rap? Because you can lyrically and in musically Michael Jackson and The Weeknd go hand in hand. They can go Hit for hit, really. But what separates Michael Jackson, or The Weeknd from Michael Jackson, pardon, is have you ever heard Michael Jackson drop a bar? Listen to The Weeknd in Reminder, Often, even Low Life. The Weeknd can drop absolute bars. Can you imagine Michael Jackson rapping? No. Therefore, The Weeknd gets the upper hand because he can rap and he's more musically versatile than michael jackson and i'll die on that hill the weekend is a better artist than michael jackson and if you disagree especially you live you're incorrect you're just incorrect you're you're holding on to the past if you think the weekend is not better than michael jackson and i hate to tell you and i want this to be a quick episode because i have a lot to do uh field of dreams happened today it was really lame uh Game between the White Sox and the Yankees and the Field of Dreams Field, It was just janky. I It just felt like weird and gimmicky. And it's not what I think baseball needs. It was just not cool. But I think that's going to do it for this week. I know short episode and it feels rushed. But I got a lot to do tomorrow. Got to move in. Then school starts next week. So episodes should start coming out in the weekend instead of weekday. Just letting y'all know. And... I know this is not my best episode ever, but I want to put one out this week. I was supposed to put out a full-length episode and even probably 30-minute-to-an-hour episode with Harper and Nathan, but they could not do it this weekend. So that will probably be around next week. I will keep y'all posted on Twitter and keep you posted everywhere else. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm a regular account. If you love Mean Green Sports and you just like my random thoughts and want to hear them, Read underscore Smith 25 for the podcast. D-R-I-I podcast is the Twitter handle. On Instagram, I'm Reed Cruz Smith. No spaces, all lowercase. And then the podcast is Don't Read Into It. No spaces, all lowercase. If you enjoyed this podcast, please turn on the notification bell. If you want to be caught up on Don't Read Into It every week, you need to turn on that bell. It needs to happen. I appreciate all the new listeners. If you're from the Liv branch, hello to all of you. I miss you, Liv. Have fun in Lubbock. She finally made it to tech. I think that deserves a shout out. But that's going to be it for this episode of Don't Read Into It. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, have a nice day.